There was a voiceover. I know. Yeah, there was. Voice. I'm going to have to snip the start of this episode because now yeah, I don't know if that sorry. voiceover is going to be there or not. But anyway, yeah, so it was crazy. I'll start talking in a sec. So, um, what up, witches, and welcome to Witch and a Bitch in a Podcast. I'm your host, Darren. And I'm Vicky. How are you all today? I hope you're doing really, really, really well. Sorry. I you're can't fine. help it. I have to say it. Yeah, I know. Is your really, really well? Like, it's always up there. Happy. I know. So uh, for those avid listeners who have been with us for the long haul, you will know that uh, quite a few episodes ago, actually, we had the pleasure of interviewing the lovely Stacey DeMarco. And as promised, we have brought Stacey back again. And this is going to be a witch and ambition first because we have not one, but two guests because joining her, we have Miranda as well. Woohoo! Yay! Hey, bye everyone. Nice to be here. (laughs) <laughs> awesome thank you for being here so it's lovely to see you both and this is really exciting having two people at once so, so vicky why have we brought stacy back and why have we invited miranda this time because there's this super special book that's just come out which i'm very excited to be holding on to plants of power that they've both collaborated on to um, produce and it's the book nerd in me just a Adores this book, by the way, because it is a hardcover. There's pretty pictures. There's the whole thing. So we wanted to bring them on and have a chat about the book and see how everything's going and get to know the people behind it a little bit. Awesome. Sounds magical. So you'll have me popping this book up every now and again. Three. I'm the one with the props today. I know. (laughs) I'm like the cap rising Uh, me is like, how the hell have you been responsible for props this time? I know, right? That's my job. Anyway, he always (laughs) has all the props. At every time, he always has all the pretty pops (laughs) so I thought we'd start off I I think we'll start off the same way we always do even though we know um with Miranda because we haven't had you on before we've spoken to Stacey last time so she's had this question before so we always start our podcast um with this particular question and it's just because we want have everybody to kind of have an idea that is it can be as limit unlimited as as possible that there's no one way to be it And so we wanted to just ask you, what is your definition of a modern witch? Well, my definition of a modern witch is Stacey DeMarco, to be honest. (laughs) But if you're you're asking how I define myself in that that paradigm, I don't actually identify as a witch. I identify as definitely a magic maker and um, nature is definitely my temple. Um, and I'm definitely pagan but no I don't identify as a witch but obviously my best friend in the whole wide world is one so I'm very (laughs) lucky (laughs) yeah well that's good because it's really interesting to find out how different people identify because we often get really hooked up with labels and and things like that and having people in specific boxes and things like that so it's really good to hear that you have you might not necessarily identifies that but there's all these other aspects to it that's very similar. absolutely so I just want to can you tell us a little bit about your background Miranda yeah. because I know you have this big relationship with the natural world and what we were speaking about off, off yeah. the camera as well so my background is actually very I, I come from a corporate background yeah. so I hit the ground running at 18 you know in in business suits and high heels and I had this real um, drive for success and I was successful in the corporate world, but my definition of success kind of began to turn on its head about 20 years in. So 
I was involved in a protest against a, a fast food restaurant that was trying to move into our Dandenong Ranges. And oh, I remember that. Yeah, you, you would remember. It was, it yeah. was a protest. And at the time I was working corporate hours and there was a protest that had been set up on the site where this store was going to be built. And the protest action was to build a garden on the site. And so I decided I was going to go to this protest, which was a little bit out of character for me. I knew instinctively that I didn't want a fast food chain in the Dandenong Ranges. And so I went along to this garden protest and there were a thousand people that gathered there on the day. Everybody took a plant wow. and the whole site was turned into a garden in the matter of hours. So local um, nurseries came along with mulch and the community just gathered and there was shovels and rakes. And to be honest, a lot of the time I was just in tears about the, yeah. the community gathering and really saying that they didn't want a fast food restaurant in the region. Mm, yeah. So I was pretty inspired. I was really inspired. And I, I guess I didn't really understand what I was protesting against. I knew that instinctively I didn't want a fast food restaurant in my region, but it became part of a far bigger picture for me. Mm, yeah. And I was to kind of, I, I met my permaculture teacher on the front line of that protest. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So That's she connected to, to study permaculture of a night time. So I enrolled and I began to study. And I guess protesting against something that is such a large corporate model mm. while studying permaculture at the same mm. time, I realised that I was part of the corporate machine myself. And it became about food yep. and food choices and accountability. And before I knew it, my whole life was mm -hmm. kind of, it, I was questioning everything about my, my routine, about my place on the planet. And halfway through that permaculture design course, I quit the corporate model. I, wow. I went into my boss and I said, um, I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I'm out. I, I, I've I'm decided I've finished it. Yeah, so he thought I'd gone mad and he <laughs> tried to talk me into staying and offered me offered me um, a holiday and airfares and you just need a little rest. You oh, know? wow. Yeah, and <laughs> I actually pushed that envelope back across the table and I said, no, I've made up my mind. And, wow. um, yeah, and not knowing what I was going to do next, it was a huge leap and totally out of character. Um, my husband bought me a greenhouse, a polytunnel for, um, for Valentine's Day, actually. And I started planting seeds because that just felt very natural for me. Like I just, I just needed to get my hands in the dirt. And um, I started a herb and vegetable seedling business from there and started doing markets and I would take my seedlings along to the permaculture um, study night and I would peddle my plants to my fellow classmates <laughs> so that kind of that funded my sabbatical that was um that was the start of it all so yeah wow that's, that's the story and if I may ask just for the uh I feel like I'm being thick-headed which right now <laughs> What yeah. is what is permaculture in layman terms? Because I'm sure there's going to be some listeners who might be thinking, like, I could almost put the words together and make sense of it, but what would yeah. your definition be in as simple terms as possible what permaculture is 
Do you know, I've been asked this so many times in the last few <laughs> weeks and it's so hard to define because mm-hmm. it's so broad. But I guess the... Because I know what horticulture is mm-hmm. and, yeah, and I know it's right. some, some similarities, but... So permaculture stands in the face of and is the opposite to monoculture, which is single culture. Okay. Permaculture is the permanent one culture. So... The easiest way for me to explain it is that we really look at full ecosystems functioning mm-hmm. to the best of their ability. And we don't ever plant anything singular, but you know, a big mm-hmm. working system rather than a monoculture which con- concentrates on one. Interesting. So yeah. is the concept behind it that all the different plants like nourish or feed the whole ecosystem yeah. in different ways and attract different animal and wildlife and whatnot, Absolutely. which then contribute to the culture of that. Absolutely. Ecosystem. And really, um, you know, permaculture is, it's Indigenous knowledge and it's how Indigenous people mm. all over the world managed and farmed and, you know, it, there's snippets of Indigenous knowledge and it's it's really about going back to fundamentals. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Cool. That's gorgeous. So then I have to yeah, ask then, um, obviously with now, I know that you have said your besties and whatnot, but how did you two meet? Like we've got this, I, I get that you both came from corporate world. So I've seen yeah. a bit of a synergy, but then yeah. like, how did you two cross <laughs> paths? Like I'm intrigued. Shall I answer this one? Yeah, you answer it. Yeah. Okay. So I was a big fan of Stacey DeMarco and uh, and still am because <laughs> now, now she doesn't know me. She doesn't. She's not such a fan anymore. <laughs> oh, I am. You know, I am. I'm only joking. So I think through. I think it was through activism, really, that we become quite close friends on social media. And I couldn't believe it actually when we first started conversing properly on the phone you know I was like, oh, wow this amazing Stacy you know and I think I think it was an online love affair and then <laughs> we decided that we were going we were going to meet because we just I think we just got each other instinctively and I on a whim hopped on a plane and and got off the plane in Sydney and we spent the weekend together and um, realised that we were actually really aligned and decided to work together and, we, you know, from there we did workshops and and hung out and there's barely a day that passes that we don't touch base on the phone or whatever it is where, yeah, we're proper besties. Yeah. That's gorgeous. That's absolutely gorgeous. And is that what kind of, uh, I guess, that was that the seed, not to use horticultural references, <laughs> that the See, seed I love the that then grew into what we call today plants of power? Is Did it all start from there? Or I've often said, and, and I've been asked this a lot, but I think it is, I think the book is an extension of our, yeah. of our friendship. Yeah. Um, we both very avid gardeners clearly yeah. and yeah. there's always seeds going between us in the post. Sometimes <laughs> Even That's how it started, like really. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Seed swapping. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, because yeah. I've got a, a, a garden that is really different than Miranda's garden, okay? So oh. when, you, when you start learning about, mm. you know, pl- planting and, you know, doing all that thing, you think, oh, 
I'll just put this plant here and it'll be fine because it grows in Miranda's garden, right? And then you realise the whole ecosystem yeah. of Miranda's garden is completely different. The environment, the weather, the wind, the, the you know, the, the makeup of the soil. And then mm. you you realise, oh, that thing died. Um, yes. You know, awesome. No. What happened? Uh, yeah, what happened? And then you, it's a trial and error thing. Mm. And so, you know, I yeah. know now more about my garden because my friend you know, said to me when I first moved into this, my, my current house, my um, really huge garden, small house, um, she said, you know what you do? The first thing you do is you do a little gardening journal, right? Where you see what grows in the different areas because I've got an area in the back there in the south of my property that is, that is wet enough that there is moss. Oh, and then wow. I go to the front part of my house, which is near an ocean. Like yesterday, was just covered in salt spray. Okay, so <laughs> you know, it's kind of like and it's covered in salt, right? So yeah. what grows in the back is not going to grow in the front. And then I've got this really arid area, and then I've got I've got bees on my property. So I've got you know all sorts of things going. And it yeah. and it was Miranda's suggestion to to see. Okay, so watch, observe see what, what animals, what birds, what kind of sunlight, where's the temperature, what sort of moisture. And it yeah. took me, what, what do you reckon, Miranda, a couple of years to get a hold on that, to see what the patterns were the doing, you know, yeah. yeah. And then I got better at, you know, at being able to sort of judge what is going to work where. Yeah. Um, and also this garden um, was kind of the victim I think of you know the the usual unimaginative you just stick this plant here because it's <laughs> good you know rather than it's good for the soil or yeah you know, this is a nice thing for the bees um yeah. you know, getting bees was one of the best things because yeah. it made me plant for them yes uh, so yeah. I have this incredibly you know fragrant garden which is becoming more resilient um that the bees love and I was gonna say that'd be amazing that yeah so it's it's good but you know it was Miranda's suggestion that I did that so I really would recommend to people if you you know you want to do this yeah and you think that you're a black thumb rather than a green thumb <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah right people yeah. say to Miranda and I oh no look I really like the book you know like at the arms oh, yeah, really like the book. It's really nice <laughs> but I kill everything I killed a cactus. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, so it's kind of like I, I, I really encourage you like to, mm. to look first, see mm. what the environment yeah. is and then plant for that environment, you know, yeah. and stop overwatering your cacti, you know. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I See, it's, it's too a, much as love. A, too as much a water side, I just love it too much. <laughs> same, with the, same thing actually happened on this note like because I'm, I'm happy to call myself out and so i always feel ashamed to be in the presence of these three women right here <laughs> all oh, of you I'm are green here. thumbs like yeah. hardcore green thumbs but like um like even my peace lilies it took me a while to learn um, when people said oh you have to talk to your plants and i'm like yeah literally i'd sit in it having conversation i realized when they say talk to your plants it doesn't mean have a conversation with them because they're not going to talk back it means to connect with them and be in their presence and they will tell you when they want something yeah so just by observation yeah. my peace lilies they start to ever so slightly bow their leaves and i know it's time to water them yeah because i know if i give them too much water they go 
Yeah. And then I have to wait for them to like come back up again. Yeah, so no. like I've learned to see the signs. So and- this is great. And you can have a, an amazing garden. Like I've only had like a property of my own for the last, I don't know, seven, eight years or something like that. And previously, like a lot of people, I was in apartments or I was in rental properties and, and I, I would be growing all my herbs and stuff in pots. Yeah. Yeah. So I got really good at doing things in pots because, you know, um, I had no, there's nothing else. I had, I didn't have anything I could put in the ground, you know, and I wasn't going to leave my really good herbs in someone's garden, even though I would often do that anyway, plant, but you know, some landlords are not, you know, open to you putting something in the ground. So, um, you know, the pots had to, had to be it. So, when people say to me, oh, I've got no room, and I go, hang on a minute, if you've got room for pots, you can do this, you know. And this yeah. is why, you know, when we yeah. were choosing the plants, we tried to have a wide range of easy through to rare and difficult and also ones that you could grow pretty much anywhere. That's it. And that's wow. what I love about the book as well is that it brings all of those aspects together like often you'll get a book that's just about all I guess the magical principles of it or another one that's the medicinal another one then you have to go to gardening books to try to find out how to actually plant them and grow them and help them to grow but at least but in this book you've got all the aspects to everything as well as beautiful pictures I think I think the other thing that's really special about the way that the book is laid out is that it's laid out seasonally, which is something yes. that Stacey and I were really passionate about because so often these books come out and they put the plants in alphabetical order. Yes. And I always think yes. nature doesn't organise herself alphabetically. She doesn't <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. sorry, you can't go there. You're not the next <laughs> yeah. in the alphabet. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, if you are starting your garden now, then, then you can go into sort of autumn or winter and get the plants and start off strong you know not not you know go and get your summer basil put it in the ground that's it why is it dead it's not working you know like yeah so so you know this and also for for us it's this idea of the cycles and the wheel of the year the lunar cycles and you know plugging into all of that you don't have to be a witch you don't have to be paid, no. but you just plug into the natural cycles and it makes yeah. your gardening better. Well, yeah. I, I often find there's a lot of synergy though between magic folk mm. and, and herbalists or people that are into plants yeah. because yeah. the two tend to go hand in hand. They're both yeah. on the same cycles. They're both yeah. on the same wheel of the year just for yeah. different purposes. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with, you know, someone, a witch dabbling into the horticulture world. And there's nothing wrong with a plant person going, what's this witchcraft stuff about like it's, it's, it's a perfect confluence because we speak a very similar language just for different purposes so yeah during my studies during my studies i actually um put my toe into the water with biodynamics a little oh, bit yeah that's that's total alchemy like that is yeah burying cow horns on kawada. i was gonna say if, yeah like yeah. the antlers and stuff when i when yeah. i first started digging in the ground in the property I'm in now, like, you know, I started, yeah. you know, digging up garden beds and replacing plants and stuff. I said to Miranda, look, look, I've got this board. Oh, you found it? Yeah, and antlers and all sorts of stuff. And she's like, oh, wow. someone has been here that is biodynamic, you know. So biodynamic. Oh, 
put it back in the soil, you know. Left yeah, you got to keep that the good stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. It always makes me laugh when I see people eating biodynamic yogurt or whatever. I'm like, you guys have got no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, came okay. I, I I also feel like the <laughs> dumb witch in this group again. Fire what? <laughs> <laughs> Surely Miranda, you, you don't had, want to tell him? Tell him what you've them. had biodynamic yogurt, have you? I think so. Inside? I think so. Now I'm so, scared as to what it is. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Be. People don't. People don't know. But yeah, so biodynamics is um they work on the principle of preparations. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a special kind of, I guess, um fertilizer, all natural. So they bury manure in a cow horn on a full moon at certain coordinates on a map and it's done in ritual yeah and yeah. then it after, after it is after isn't it so it's many moons it's dug up and then it's it's put into a big copper vat so it's suspended and you sit with the vat between your legs and you meditate while you turn the water and the poo that's been buried in the horn <laughs> And you do that over hours and it's 13 times right and 13 times left and then chaos in the middle and then it goes on and on and on and then and then the liquid total spell. Yeah, yeah 100%. Like flicked around on the ground and creates this abundance and often during you know while I was studying biodynamics I asked why and the lady that was teaching said there will never be a why. Just remember that it works and that's all. That's all. Yeah. There's no why. It just does. It just is. But just that, that's, a, that's total witchcraft right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. I love it. Biodynamics. Awesome. Next time you buy some yogurt, you'll go, eh. I know what's happened there. <laughs> I'm now going to go and look for all the biodynamic <laughs> substances. I'm like, I want to eat some of this now. biodynamic. The biodynamic stuff you can get from Woolworths. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's not, it's I mainstream. Yeah. It's mainstream. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because that's because we are. Witchy folk are mainstream. <laughs> the people just don't know about just it. just don't realise. <laughs> Actually, Vicky and I were jokingly um, saying, like, you know, all the things that you used to be trialed for as a witch are considered modern day, like, psychologists, uh, yeah. ph- pharmacologists, like, as in, like, pharmacists, sorry, that do compound yeah. pharmacy. Like yeah. All of that work once upon a time, crushing up herbs and making a concoction that you then take this pill to feel better. I'm like, witch, burn the witch. Well, like, you know, like, I, I think mean? about I think about my husband who's an anaesthetist. Yeah, same Locking thing. Knocking people out and bringing them back from the dead. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's, a, burnt he's a modern day necromancer. Yeah. That's what he is. <laughs> That's what, I tell him that all the time. Right? <laughs> You're the witch in the family, not me. Yeah, that's yep. it. It's not me. It's not me. Sorry, I've just taken us on a tangent, haven't oh, I? Oh, we always go on a tangent. <laughs> yeah. We always go on a tangent. I'm actually fine. keen to, to hear about, because this is the thing, like I, I jokingly say to people, oh, because we've just built our house. Well, I say just built. We've been here for a year know. now. Yeah. We, we've been here for a year now, not just built. But where we built was actually clay. Like it's right. solid clay. Yeah. And I used to say to my husband, oh, we're not going to be able to grow anything on that anyway. It's solid clay. If I took a photo and showed you my backyard, there is so much growing. Yeah. It's just not lawn and pretty plants. It's like all the, it's all the native brush that kind of is growing yeah, there. Like so um, but, um, obviously we do want to landscape, but um, because I live adjacent to the botanical gardens, oh. we, when we landscape, we actually have to, there's a, a list 
that yeah. we're allowed to use and a yeah. list of you may not introduce these species uh, to the ecosystem because we have like yeah. all the um, natural um, animals, like I was going to say natural animals, but I was going to say like uh, <laughs> native na- native, 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 native <laughs> animals and plants <laughs> in the area. We're not allowed to introduce anything foreign. Yeah. Um, and also because we have like bandicoots in this area. Yeah. And so they're trying to encourage us as the residents to um, plant or build our like landscapes in such a way that bandicoots and other wildlife have a place to like kind of hide on hot days yeah. or having little pools of water for, you know, if, if ever a koala ends up in your backyard, yeah. they can have a drink, you know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. But I, sorry. That's so fantastic. Yeah. So, um, and sometimes actually the botanical gardens opens their doors to the locals, the community, and they have little saplings and plants that we can go and just Ooh, take for free wow. um, because they want to introduce those species to our backyards yeah. because we're literally mm. across the road from my house is the yeah. botanical gardens. Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to say is like, I was getting to a point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I wanted to say is like, because for someone who wouldn't consider themselves a green thumb, it's very easy for us to, dismiss the area that we're that we're plotted on for our house and to think we have to like totally ransack the whole thing rip everything out or you know do all this stuff to to introduce new fertilized soil and stuff like that get rid of all the clay da 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 and get rid of all the, the natural plant life that's there like what advice i guess would either one of you have for someone who finds himself in a position like myself and wants to get into the like planting something that looks amazing but also is good for the ecosystem where do you start i think stacy hit on it before when she said observation is your biggest so there's there's permaculturalists that will say that you should not plant anything or do anything to the land that you're on for at least 12 months so that you can watch (laughs) there you go (laughs) then you know what it becomes about building soil and if you've got um a clay base compost is going to be your Mm. friend sheet mulching is going to be your friend so building soil building abundant soil would be my first you know my first thought with what you're saying um but observation first yeah that's beautiful that's awesome and that's i wanted to go with that a little bit because that's like the theme i used to read throughout the whole book as well is about building that relationship with the plants and and being a part of nature and that we're also I think in there you had like it's the birthright of human beings that to be a part of nature can Mm. you kind of elaborate a little bit more on that because I absolutely love that when I read it that we often think we're kind of separate from it to some degree um well I think you know you don't have to be a pagan woman or person to feel that way um connection with a garden uh, with plants with with the biome the soil Mm -hmm. the bacteria the sky Mm -hmm. the weather all those things yeah we we lose that part of our humanness like we are human animals we're not any better than any other animal in fact you know if if we didn't have bees or we didn't have worms we would all probably die you know yeah so, that's it you know, we're no not food. that important in the scheme of things you know um, so you know to me it's about re-establishing a connection a deep connection mm-hmm. of yeah. reciprocity of yeah. not just taking all the time but giving in a circular fashion right and part yeah. of that is this um respect and working with your your garden and soil and you know all that sort of thing do we not waste being wasteful with food not you know um you know like Miranda talked about this all started with her with the fast food 
yeah right well I can't think of anything more disconnected Mm. than having that kind of fast food that that is produced in a monoculture that is uh the animals are you know the the way that they're they're farmed and you know you know slaughtered you know those sort of things I it's this is not what being a human being is in my opinion yeah so how do we do this? People get very overwhelmed. And Miranda and I, like at the beginning of doing this project, we kind of went, we're going to sort of do this in a really different way. Like you said, the, this book is set yeah. up in a very different way. Yeah. We wanted to get this through to people that by small actions, by putting your hands in the dirt, by composting. Composting is the easiest thing in the world. But like we have had more questions from mainstream media about, about composting than anything else. I said to Marina, God, maybe we need to write a book just about composting. Just on composting. Yeah. Because, you know, like, oh, I've got my composting and it rots or I've got rats in my composting or I've got, the, I don't know what to put in my composting. And it's like, wow, like it is, to me, it's the just easiest thing in the world. I've got like four great big bins going all at once and there's only two of us, right? You know, so it's, it's, it's really easy. And I've noticed something like, you know, Darren was talking about his soil. You know, I've got basically Miranda can tell you about the soil in the front of my one part of my garden. It's basically sand because I'm on a cliff yeah. near the ocean, right? So it's 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 sand. So building layers of soil has now enabled me to grow vegetables. Wow! Yeah. You know, when I first started, I couldn't I like there, there was not enough nourishment in the soil. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So so you know when I need something really rich. You know, um, I've got sort of above ground, um, you know, like sort of very basic sort of above ground bin type things where, where I filled that up with soil and compost. And then I've planted things like carrots and stuff that would never be able to go down my sandy, yeah. rocky soil. Yeah. So, you know, you can grow anything you really want. Um, plus, you know, Miranda will tell you most of the, the plants besides the herbs and stuff that I need to yeah. rip Yep. Um, everything is native so yeah. one other thing you can do yeah. is go to the um aboriginal you know first nations people in your area and say hey what are yeah. the plants that were here before what is the best thing that i could be growing here yeah. you know which is why we got you know a first nations woman to write the acacia section in the book because uh, we kind of went you know we're too blonde you know you yeah. know Australians. Because like, I loved that oh, that was I, I would rather Yeah, I would rather have a First Nations woman talk about this. Yeah. You know, so we've got Sonia Marie to, to write all about acacia. So yeah. everyone has traditional owners in their area. So I would suggest you find them, you know, and yeah. you say, hey, you know, what, what grows here? And, you know, one of the, the plants that I didn't really think about until, um, it's not in the book, by the way, but it's a, it's a local sort of plant. To the area is a is a sort of a cactusy looking thing called pig face, right? That's, oh yes, that's yeah. Right. I've got heaps of it in the back. Right, yeah, right. So you know, like I asked one of the you know the the, yeah. the um, First Nations people in the area, like you know, I've got all this sand. What, what should I hold? Because you know, in the drought, we had a big problem with everything dying, and the top layer with all the winds, the top layer was t- being taken off. Yeah, you lose it. Everything just died. trees were falling. It's it's yeah. really horrible. Ah, oh, get some pig face. Because it holds everything together, right? Yeah, it holds it, it together. Along. It's a runner. Um, you know, Miranda said oh, one of my favourite plants is a, pot, uh, a sort of a, a, um, a weed 
called chickweed, right? Yes. Here's chickweed. Just, oh, you've got some. I've got I some love chick- chickweed. Oh, do I have chickweed in my garden, right? <laughs> so, so I, I, Miranda said, you know, that chickweed in your garden, that'll hold the soil, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. well, how do I get that? Oh, well, just let it go. Don't pull it out. It'll self-seed. Well, yeah. you know, now I've got, you know, in, you know, we've, we're past that um horrible drought you yeah. know we've got some rain and we had an el nino so we we got a bit more rain. you should see like miranda came to see my garden what two weeks ago three weeks ago yeah, yeah, yeah. how much chickweed do i have in my garden now amazing it's amazing right <laughs> and i and you can eat it you can make a infused vodka you can <laughs> do it and put it on your chicken it's, you know, it's, it's my I'm really clumsy and I often get yes. like, got by mosquitoes or like I yeah grab yeah. the whole thing that's, yeah. that's how so we came to know that, squash it <laughs> put it on your bite takes it away anti-inflammatory so I've always got lots of lots and lots of chickweed right yeah. so it just depend that was not growing there before yeah right? it's come through it's come through right. now I've let it go right so that's yeah. the other thing don't there's going to be things in your garden that is already there that unfortunately someone else has seen as a weed and pulled it out yeah that's right uh see let it go let's see what's there yeah Yeah, nature always does things with a plan in mind she never does things randomly that's another thing that i often say to people you know as a gardener when i go out and visit other gardens when i when I see a plant growing somewhere, I, it gives me a clue to the health of the soil. Yeah. Sometimes it gives me an insight to the health of the people, believe it or not, the people that own the garden. Oh, wow. Um, nature never does anything by chance. She's always got a plan. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing. And that was one thing I liked, loved in the book as well, how you mentioned that, that there was like, I think somebody who had a heart condition or something, yeah. like there's stories of like plants and I think yeah. it's on and things like that that are growing near there and they kind of know it's I had my first experience being my my son had this really horrible bronchial infection and it was when I was working full-time yeah. and so I had a gardener when I was working full-time and there was a plant that was growing next to the door of my car yeah. and it had yellow flowers and every morning when I got in the car I'd get like yellow pollen on my suit and so it was making me absolutely furious. Yeah. And so I met the gardener at the door, at the car door, and I said, whatever it is, rip it out. I can't I can't stand it. Look what it's doing to my suit. And he said to me, oh, it's mulling. It's a bronchial herb. Oh, wow. And it was flowering at the pinnacle of my son's illness. And I remember saying to the garden gardener as I was driving out, I don't care, pull it out. I said, pull it out. Oh, wow. And I got halfway down the freeway that morning and I – the pennies kind of started to drop, to drop. And I'm like it's been tapping me on the shoulder I wonder like, I'm here yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Here. I'm yeah. here I'm yeah I'm wow. I'm definitely when I walk into a garden for a first time I look at what we call the pathway plants yeah because they're the most often the ones that we need that are trying to tell us something I'm you know be looking now I'm going to be yeah. looking now what's on my pathway oh, it's beautiful it's the dead set truth and and sometimes yeah. they're plants that you just go oh, I didn't plant that. Like, yeah. how did it get there? You know, it could yeah. be birds dropped it or you pulled it on your yeah. clothes and, you know, or whatever. But we had a um, a recent one was all these very sort of tall, stringy, kind of you know, very green looking spiky plants started coming up 
and we worked out it was a flea bane, right? And, oh. and flea bane, like this is famous plant, you know, but a weed, you know, in vertical yeah, yeah, yeah. weed. Yeah. And um, one of the traditional uses of the flea bane is a boundary plant, right? So it's a protective plant, which is exactly where it was growing, near gateways. What it was doing. You know, like yeah. how incredible, right? But yeah. also it was a repellent for snakes, right? Oh. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, we do get snakes here. That's really good. And then as soon as we identified it, we have brush turkeys uh, in, I've got a very famous brush turkey uh, in the area, like the big, the big home oh, turkey. Wow. Yeah. His name's Barry. Oh, and he's been it. there for a time. And he's got huge, huge mouth. Anyway, Barry and his girlfriend uh, got, a, got a serpent, got a snake, and they were killing it, right? So oh, so wow. they were they were doing the right thing. They were like taking out these snakes. Dude. But all along where Barry and his girlfriend were killing the snake were, were the the flea banes, right? So, you know, how, how did the plant know? Like, yeah, that's it. It's really amazing. So, I think a big part of it is it, that we must understand that we share a vibration with, yeah. with nature, you know, and that, yeah, yeah. that was that really pivotal moment for me, that Marlene growing next to my car. Yeah. That, you know, I share a vibration with the, with the soil that I walk on. Yeah. It's not by chance. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something so beautiful and so profound about that kind of realization that we're we're actually a part of something much yeah. far greater than we even think of. Absolutely. Than- and I think also what's important to realize is that generationally, like we've lost so much. So my grandma would have been far more connected to nature than yeah. you know, and as it goes on, we seem to be losing more and more. We've got to reclaim. Yeah, and come back to that kind of thing. Like yeah. even even my mum, hi mum, who I always say hello to <laughs> on the, like she's she's getting full into everything and she's preserving her own food and creating all of her. Like awesome. she's got this little farm gate and everything. But she's got all these people coming and all of them are saying is like this is like what my grandma used to make and things because yeah. there's been this whole generation where it's kind of lost. Yeah. Because they're yeah. getting generation that did it are getting older and they're passing away and it's it's not it's not something that's kept going like making jams and relishes and all of those kind of things and I think what's interesting after COVID I think you know as soon as the lockdown sort of started happening people all of a sudden wanted seeds they wanted plants they wanted they, they all of a sudden instinctively turned back to oh my goodness there might be food shortages you know So it was actually a very frustrating time for me because I have a herb and vegetable seedling business and I couldn't get seeds. So oh, well, everyone no. rushed out and did the grabby grabby thing like with yeah, the yeah, toilet yeah. paper. Oh gosh, the toilet paper, yeah. Without <laughs> without probably the knowledge, you know, without being yeah. able to grow. And there's probably a lot of people that are feeling dejected after their experience of trying to grow from yeah. seed. But, um, yeah, that's also a big part of the book, you know, the cultivation notes and really yeah. encouraging people to, to have a go, but with information that's going to support and help. That's right. And that's yeah. something I wanted to bring into as well is how did you pick which plants to put in there? Because mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but for me that would be kind of like picking my favourite child. Yeah. Like, how did you come to like what got in there and what didn't? Because like you said, with the acacia and things, like there's a lot in there that's not always in some of the other books. Like it was yeah. wonderful to see it. 
Yeah. So how did you kind of come to bring them all Miranda, in? do you want to answer first? Well, I think the first part of the answer is that we were firm that we wanted the plants to be things that we'd grown and that we'd had yep. personal experience with. Yeah. So that we could be quite detailed with cultivation notes and, and you know, how-tos. So I think that was the first part of it. And I think the list went backwards and forwards a few times, didn't it, Stace? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. somebody asked me the other day, why 66? And I was like, they were the 66 we wouldn't part with. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> we got to that point where we were like, no, we can't, we, we're not giving this is yeah. it. Yeah. And, also, and also it's a big book, right? Yeah. So yeah, you know, you it. get to we sort it's of a got, big, thick book. Yeah, it's a big thick book. So you get to kind of 60 and then you go, oh, but I really want this, you know, yeah. and then you kind yeah. of get 66. And it was sort of like a negotiation with the publishers as well, because they're just yeah. like, dude, this is going to be like a three-kilo book if you guys yeah. don't stop, right? <laughs> you know, so it's like, okay. All right, well, we'll we'll settle on this, these sixty six, yeah. and and you know, hopefully, maybe we get to do a volume two. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> this was just uh, these are the plans that, like Miranda said, that were that that were, you know, broken up by seasons as well. Yeah, that we yeah. we knew intimately um that and also you know there were a couple of plants that Miranda really loved and a couple of plants that I really loved. And, you know, that I thought were important, they're in there for balance or Miranda's like, oh, you know, most people would really like to grow this. This is a good one, you know. So it was sort of between us, um, yeah. this sort of list. I mean, we could have done double that, right? But yeah. you've got to whittle it down, you know. It's, it's hard. Yeah. So I have to ask, which is your ride or die plant? The one that is yeah. the non-negotiable, this one's in there. I do not care. I want yeah. each of you to answer that question. Uh, Miranda, what's your ride or die plan? Well, look, there was a few, wasn't there? Yeah. Because yeah. are we allowed to say that the, the person that edited for us was quite a traditional kind of gardener? Yeah. And so uh. there was a lot of back and forth about what's considered a weed yeah. in a garden. And so there was a lot of pushback. Um, one of the plants that Stacey and I really dug our heels in about was willow. Yeah. Ah. Willow is considered a noxious weed. Well, you know, really? I didn't realize that. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Uh, <gasps> I love yeah. willow. But willows <laughs> are gorgeous. They are. And it's a, and it's a Wiccan plant. And it's yeah. all, all of it, you know, you and yeah. I, all of us. Ticks all the boxes. Yeah. yeah. So, believe it or not, that was one that Stacey and I actually really put our heels in over. And, and we were like, no, you know, that absolutely needs to be showcased in the book it's where we get aspirin from yeah I mean, that's right yeah. it's yeah. also modern like modern medicine uses yeah, it as well. medicine, yeah. absolutely so willow was one and for me i would say dandelion absolutely that's above right. all just because it's so abundant and it's available to everybody and because it's so nutritious it's so medicinal and it's so targeted by poison companies so that's like a really, that's a contentious, like yeah. people will go to Whole Foods and buy dandelion coffee or dandelion tea and they'll pay, you know, so much a kilo for it, but they'll spray it on the weekends with Roundup. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's because I think, 
I've even it's seen the perception. It came up on TikTok as well. There were actually there's, there's been TikToks about I don't know what? if either of you are on TikTok, but uh, there've been TikToks about Daniel and literally someone just goes out in their backyard, rips some out, and starts eating it. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, that's that's, like, that, that's the same yeah. with the chickweed, right? Like, yeah, I walk around and you know, I'll in the garden, I'll eat, I'll be eating away. it as I go, and like you know, the neighbor goes, "What are you eating?" <laughs> <laughs> eating the chickweed it's like it tastes like lettuce Uh, it's really high in iron it's you know does all these great things oh oh i get rid of that i'm like you want some (laughs) (laughs) yes please i would actually yeah Yeah, because i'm pretty sure my my backyard is full of dandelions and what's that other one i can't i can't can't remember what the plant name is called because as i said i'm not a green thumb like i'm happy to admit (laughs) it um but it's the one that they kind of have these tall shoots and they have this, that it looks like Daniel on the top where it has these kind of like floral bits, but it's not like the little ball thing. And they kind of, they pollinate by flying into the air and landing somewhere else. Oh, is it like a thistle? Yeah, I think it might be a thistle. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, when you look at it, everyone thinks it's a weed. And I'm like, well, they are, but they're also plants. Yes. Yeah. That's right. So thistle, thistle seeds are really, really good for your liver. Yeah. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Might be telling you something, Darren. I was about to say. That. <laughs> like, hang on. I have had a few benders of late. <laughs> <laughs> so I need less of the gin, more of the elderflower. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. More syrup. <laughs> Mm-hmm. See, as, a, as a permaculture gardener, if I was to walk in there, I'd raise my raise my eyebrow. Like, <laughs> I know what you'd be doing. All tea, all shade here. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I, I know it. both of you have some beautiful show and tells for us. Yeah, Miranda, you well, want to go which I'm excited really about. You've got flowers. You've got. I've got flowers. Yeah, yeah. So I've, got, I've got evil-looking plants. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> We are quite a good collaboration. I've got all yeah. the softly, softly ones. Yeah. yeah. So I thought I'd pick some um some white sage flowers here. Oh, oh. beautiful. See? Bit, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. it. So the it's white so sage tiny. Yeah, generally flowers for winter solstice, which yeah. is really unusual. Like it's a desert plant. Yeah. I've done I've done a probably a seven year apprenticeship with salvia apiana which is the white sage um it's not a beginner's one it, it takes a long time to forge a relationship with with white sage yeah. the one that i've got right. here now which has been with me for years produces just such beautiful big florets wow, that's it's so like a tree now i wish i could take you out there and show you but the internet is so appalling here and we've got storms <laughs> so i know yeah. I'm, I'm it's like I'm one spot even <laughs> yeah so but you can see and i wish there was smell of vision because it's amazing yeah i bet um, it would i love white sage it's yeah, just, yeah oh. it's so beautiful and you know we were very um mindful in the book because a lot of big companies have over harvested the natural yes. growth of white sage so yep. it is important that we do um apprenticeships with the plant and know where we're getting it from not somewhere like you know that's over over taking instead yeah. of giving back and planting seeds so it's an important one for me and one that um i cherish the relationship with the mm. other one that i've got here is see that's Aww. gorgeous a great plant beautiful. this is a great plant you see so beautiful it's, it's called lion's gorgeous. ear 
This is um so the orange is so strong in it. Yeah. Wild dagger, wild tobacco. So it's actually um it's got psychoactive capabilities. Oh. It's something that you can smoke. We didn't suggest smoking it in the um, in the book. We suggested putting it in a foot bath and just having oh. kind of like that really soft, just a few leaves and a few blooms in in a foot bath is a really nice way. And it, it's just relaxing, you know, but yeah. stunning. And I don't know whether I mentioned before, but of course I did. Danny Nong Rangers at the moment where um, we're a chaos of colour. So mm. it's full Beautiful. autumn here. Yeah. And my lion's ear grows with plectransis, which is a really beautiful purple bloom. Oh, so purple, wow. Yeah, it's just a that feast for the awesome. eyes. It's beautiful. Yeah, that would be beautiful. And the other one I brought in, I've been sipping on my cup as well. It's not very beautiful to look at, but it's um, oh, lemon it verbena. <laughs> yes, yeah, smells yeah, so, amazing. Yeah. yeah, as a bunch. So the lemon verbena is right outside my back door and – it's a communicative herb. So all the time, like if I have a visitor that, that drops in, I'll always grab a branch of lemon for being able to make a tea and sit around the bench That's with. Beautiful. It gets people communicating and, and yep. it lifts the mood. And, yeah, so it's a really nice one to have close to, to the door so that you, you interact you with it. And also, also for the bath, putting lemon verbena oh, in the bath is yeah. really beautiful. If you've got a sauna, using it in the sauna as well. Mm. Wow. It's really, and tea, obviously. Like, yeah, tea would be amazing. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm a big sucker for a nice cup of tea with some nice yeah. herby. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like so my, my husband, not so much. That, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, I've got an unusual one that you could put in your tea, if, but you'd need to put it with a verbena or something like that because it's a little bit bitter, but it's, it's, it's an ancient uh, herb for like everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, but, but you often got to combine herbs in. in they don't always taste. They don't good. always taste good. So you no, might, have the, might have all the good stuff. The problem. Yeah, but they're bitter. Sometimes often they the don't really good taste. ones are bitter. Yeah. You yeah. know, because they're tonics of some kind. Yeah. So, you know, often you know, like this plant I'm going to show you, uh, is an um, agrimony or agrimony. So, depend on what side of the tracks you're from. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the good side. <laughs> this is it here. Oh, yeah. I love it. Right? So, it's, a, it, it's kind of a, like a really unusual looking plant. It is. Yeah. Well, it's looking and, good. And it's got, yeah. How, like you they're saw kind of furry, in, aren't they? It's furry. Kind of, it's soft yeah. and furry. Um, it, it, when you crush it, for your tea and stuff, it's like I said, it's quite bitter because it's a tonic, right? So the ancient Greeks used to take agrimony or agrimony onto yeah. the battlefield um, and crush it and stop the bleeding of wounds, right? Wow. It's, it's astringent, right? Yeah. Um, and in in spells, like I dry this um, yep. and I make, uh, I put it into baths and you know bath salts and stuff, potion salts um, yep. for health, vitality. Um, healing and it's also a plant of peace because mm, at the end beautiful. of battles they would often um, get the agrimony and you can see how long like it's sort of long it's so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. Yeah, yeah so they would they would write down you know what the terms of the agreement was for the ceasefire we'd call <gasps> it now and they would wrap it in bay and agrimony 
right? So, wow. yeah. So a really oh, interesting God. plant. And um, inter- like I thought, you know, it, Miranda says this beautiful thing before about having a kind of an a, apprenticeship with the plant. Yeah, that's beautiful. Right? So that you try multiple times. Like Miranda is like the queen of sage, right? Like <laughs> white sage. And every time she visits me, she brings me a white sage, right? Little white sage plant, right? right? And every time it dies, okay? <laughs> so, so not, not like it'll, it'll sometimes get really big and then grow flowers yeah. and then it yep. just goes, that's it. You get one oh, season get from one it, lot. right? That's yep. it, one go. And it's like, oh, but culinary sage, I'm the queen of culinary sage, that's everywhere. Right? Oh, but yeah. but I, it's an apprenticeship. So I, I have to learn how to do that plant, right? I have to learn how yeah. to communicate with it better. It's not my, it's not my, it's my nemesis plant at the yeah. moment. Um, but this agrimony, <laughs> it took a while, right? And that's what Miranda goes, oh, look how yeah. big it is. You know, like yeah. it, it was really small for a while, right? And I think I yeah. kind of got the, I got in simpatico with it and yeah, sort of I I would say what I was gonna use it for. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna squash this in a bit of tea because I'm a bit like I'm a bit low at the moment. I need a bit of I need a bit of iron and vitamin C, you know, and I would I would talk to it, right? And I'm sure that was part of it. Like it knew yeah. it was useful, right? So yeah. that's the that's the first one. So that's an unusual one, like and to that's... get a grimini. Um, when it seeds, when it next seeds, I will send you some if you are interested. Yes, yes, please. that's <laughs> hilarious. I put these up here, like just straight, and that's that's okay. Yeah, there you go, right? So fantastic, right? Awesome. So, so it's an awesome plant, and in magic, you can use it for anything yeah. like that, like the piece, the vanishing yeah, oh, negative energy. I was about to say it's a good protection. It's a great vanishing, yeah. Energy. And I mix it, you know, like when you're doing a window wash for each of your seasons, you know. That's beautiful. Like I do it with a bit of salt, vinegar and a grimini, right? And it does the job, right? Now, this is special, right? I've not shown this before. I'm excited. I know. So um, this doesn't look like much. So when I show you, you're going to go, yeah, great. Great. (laughs) This is a plant that Miranda knows I have. And a long apprenticeship with. And I'm super excited now that this is incredibly slow growing. Okay. Yeah. So very slow growing, very sensitive plant, um, which is like, this is like, which is uh, dream. The plant. Plant. <laughs> uh, but, but I've got one in the garden and I've got one oh, inside, but I keep it up on a really high shelf because it's very poisonous and I've got cats and dogs. So I don't want them chewing yep. on it. Um, this is a mandrake, an autumn oh. mandrake, right? Oh. Like there it is. There and it is the little season, one. So it's growing. I've now got Beautiful. two. I've got two, which means I was gonna say candy. it looks like there's two. Yeah. So it means that it's one, but it's getting bigger underneath there. So when I talk wow. about mandrake to people, they often go, Oh, like in Harry Potter. When they pull it out and <laughs> yeah. pull it out. Yeah. Pull it out and show you because we'd all die. Yeah. So um, don't, don't do that. Yeah, we don't do that. We don't have <laughs> screaming mandrakes. But the, the thing about mandrakes is of of course it's one of the most famous witches plants, which is yeah. Um the, and you make what is considered mandragora, right? A mandragora is a little charm that is is from the root of the mandrake, 
right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, you could call them poppets if you like, but the correct yeah. term for those is mandragora. You carve them into whatever you like. Uh, it's considered uh, Alexander the Great was, uh, you know, in his in in uh, the historians, Alexander the Great had a mandragora. Um, a uh, uh, Joan of Arc had a mandragora uh, charm, and yeah. they're considered like the most the best good luck charms you could ever have, right? Yeah. Um, they're also a fertility charm, uh, and they're a border plant, so they're highly protective. So witches used to plant, you know, for their Very own protection the all around the borders, right? Yeah. And there was other plants like rue, of course, and those sort of yeah. highly, you know, you touch them and they burn you. And you know, yeah, yeah I was like, say. <laughs> all right. So, so these are. This is. I wanted to grow this because. You know, I'm a witch, right? Yeah, and that's I, it. It's I, like, it's like the plant. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but you've got to be super careful because they, they are, you know, you cut your finger and you, you know, and you're, and you're carving something. Well, you know, you, you chances yeah, it's are going to go in. Sick, yeah. So, you know, you must use gloves. You know, like I said, this is up very high. Yeah. I'm very careful with it. The garden, where it is in the garden, is a very quiet area. It's, it has other plants around it protecting it like borage yeah. and those sorts of plants that so no one's ever going to go there yeah. uh, but you know this this is a cold plant a plant that really likes the moisture in the cold right uh, so yeah so it's hard to grow yeah i was gonna say that's humidity, why i can never humidity, grow humidity. yeah it's yeah. really hard so, I've got so you need to come plant. to melbourne <laughs> i i presume miranda would do really well with this plant in her garden um, but you know we haven't quite got there yet because I haven't got one big enough to separate. <laughs> so once I do, um, I'd love to see what it does in, in Miranda's garden. Um, but but you know that was one of the other plants we had kind of a fight over uh, that we put oh, in the book. Yeah, because you know it's poisonous, uh, and you know we know that there are more popular poison plants than this one. Definitely. Uh, you and I were talking about oleander yeah. earlier, that oleanders are everywhere and, you know, everywhere. if you stir your tea with an oleander, you die. That's so it. it's it's kind of, you know, angels, trumpets, those sorts of things. So, you know, you just have to understand that um, it is a sacred plant and it needs to be treated in a particular way. Yeah. Um, and um, you've got to take a bit of self-responsibility. Yeah. That's exactly it. We've got to kind of have that whole, I think that goes with even beyond plants and things yeah. like that as well is that having that respect for something and, and learning and taking the time to find some knowledge, but then also having that self-responsibility. I'm a grown up now. I can, it's my choice Absolutely. if I do that. And if I'm silly enough to do that, well, then I'm going to suffer <laughs> yeah. the consequences of that. Yeah. So it's yeah. about that respect and self-responsibility. Yeah. And, and like, like I said, it's such a hard plant to grow. Like, yeah, that's it. Just, like, It'd be like, don't you go near it. I don't want to be getting yeah, anything. It's yeah, taken me two years to get yeah. it this big. Oh, that's exactly <laughs> right. So, And they're notoriously hard to grow from seed, right? Yeah. So the, the thing that, that, you know, the reason it's in the book is so that if you want a challenge, yes. here's one for you, you know. Yeah. Like, and like yeah. Miranda said, this is, you know, the white sage is not a plant for beginners. This one is not a plant for beginners. But my God, you know, I put, you know, like both of us have sat there and worked out, all right, what's really hard not to, you know, like what's hard, you know, the, yeah, what can you just to grow, kill, like, well, you yeah. know, what, I chickweed, I don't know how you can kill that thing. Like, unless, it's, it's unless coming. you're, you know, you, you've got the roundup to it, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, 
Miranda, what else is hard to kill that you think, like we put in basil, basil's hard to kill. I think the other one that we said is virtually impossible to kill is anything in the mint family. Oh, so mint. Common oh. mint. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they great for health, cook. great for magic yeah. mint. You know, mint's yeah. fantastic for prosperity. Great for, great for cooking as well. Cooking, like, yeah. read it. You great for cocktails. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Bring yeah. up that part of the right. mint. So there's, yeah. there's lots of reasons and really hard to kill, like really hard. So can I ask, there's a particular plant now, this is me as a young little witchling, when I first started dabbling into all the herbs and stuff, there's one particular plant, I don't even know if I've told you this story. Vicky. I don't know. I don't yeah, so there's that. one particular plant and um, I was so hooked on it. it. It gets mentioned by all three of its most common names in Harry Potter yeah. in the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> there's three common names. Uh, but I found out then that it's not common here. It's only common in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. But I'm wondering, yeah. can you grow it here? So it can be known as monkshood, aconite, or wolfsbane. Oh. Okay, this is really interesting. I was actually yeah. gifted an aconite plant yeah. Yeah. recently. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's actually sold as a cottage garden plant. And really? I work part-time in a nursery. And this lady came in and she said, I've just read about this plant. I've just taken them all out of the garden. They're so toxic. They're so poisonous. They're terrible. I've got a toddler and I've got a baby running around in the garden and they were sold to me as a cottage cottage plant. And wow. so wow, it's, it was very beautiful, but the leaves were really um, like stop right there kind of yeah. leaves. It was very communicative. Yeah. And so I took one of the plants and I put it in the front seat of the car and I drove from the nursery to the bus stop to pick up my children. And by the time I got to the bus stop, I was nauseated. <gasps> my lips had gone numb. Wow. I was seeing dots in my eyes. I was dizzy. And I thought this is the first time I've ever been in the company of a plant and got the very clear message that we can't all be friends. Mm. Yes. <laughs> wow. It means business. Absolutely. Yeah. Because that was one of those plants that, that actually where my pen name, I thought if I ever write a book, I'm going to be other than the name of Micah Wolfbane. That's <laughs> Yeah, Wolfbane is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but then when I found out how poisonous it was, so I was like, yeah. oh shit, I'm not going to be able to find this anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can. You know, like yeah. it's going to take yeah. down a wolf, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Look at it. Yeah. Wow. I was just intrigued to see if that one was in the book by any chance. No, <laughs> no. No, I, I think we would have had to fight really hard. Yeah, I was yeah. <laughs> fight to get that one in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's the other thing with, that you've got in there as well with each plant is also like a recipe or different ways that you guys use them. There's potions and bath salts, but then there's also like chai, dandelion yeah. chai and yeah. um, all sorts of things, which is a really lovely thing to pop in there to get everybody using the plants in different ways. If you've come in it from perhaps one perspective, like a magical perspective, or if you've come from a more medicinal perspective, there's lots yeah. of things. I think that there's not, there's not actually that much difference. And and I talk about That's this a right. lot in our yeah. that when we're, when we're cooking or when we're preparing or doing anything in the kitchen, we're doing something quite magical. We, we actually, you know, we're yeah. creating, something nutritious for our family I always I always do something really it's probably a little bit quirky but I always stir things anti-clockwise oh, I love it 
I don't like to cook on autopilot. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. I consider it like you know when you stir your tea in the morning and you do it clockwise, it's kind of autopilot. Whereas if you actually consciously choose to turn it back the other way, it's like I'm here and I'm present and I'm on board and I'm putting good things into this brew. So. I don't think there's much difference coming at no, it from I agree. a culinary point of view or a magic point of view. Yeah. I think it slides. Sorry, I was just doing this little hand action because I'm thinking, which way do I stir? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think because it, it is, it's such something that's like so habitual that yeah. like you always stir things the same way. Yeah. Yep. You think of that. Oh my God. Anti-clockwise. I always that's, do anti-clockwise. That's, that's a really good tip for some like practice mindfulness. Yeah. Like just to it really is. actively... Yeah, yeah spin one well spin stir everything the opposite yeah. way That's yeah i awesome. think it was the biodynamics that did it to me <laughs> <laughs> and i've gone full circle <laughs> so i guess I'm, I'm intrigued then so i know you mentioned it as a bit of a tongue-in-cheek before do you think that there will be a part two <laughs> mm. or is there uh, another well no, i mean i don't well, know if you're allowed we, to say we have to be really quiet um Look, I'm not sure it'll be exactly a part two, but mm-hmm. we've got some ideas, you know, to, to do yeah. some things, which, you know, we obviously have to pitch them to our publisher. Of course. Of course. Um, but, yeah, look, we this this book, it was a huge undertaking, right? Yeah, so we're talking There's a lot years, of information. You in know, there. like, and we had, the, we had COVID and things were, like, um, sort of held up and... Yeah. And, then, and then, you know, we, we, everyone was handling COVID okay. And so things came back and, you know, like, so, so it was, it was really big and the design aspect, you know, you can see how yeah, this, it's designed it's really beautiful, so detailed and, you know, Miranda and I took a lot of the photos in there oh, and daughter Adana. And so, oh, you know, wow. we've got, you have to wait for those plants, you know, like, yeah, I was going to say, come, cause you've got right? them all in like, flower so, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, it was a, it was a huge undertaking, huge yes. undertaking. So I think, um, the answer is yes, we'd love to, uh, and we love working together. It was, it was a, a joy. Um, but you, you know, it, it, it's big, you know, any, big. Book, yeah. any book on plants and how to use them and all that is going to be, you know, if we do it justice, it's going to be a big book. What do you think, Maria? I mean, it's up there. It's yeah, well, it's a big, big, big thing, isn't it? I don't, yeah. you know, people have tried to nail me down so many times about how long it actually took. Oh, yeah. And you know, the, some of the photos are that are in there have been photos from our garden from four, five years ago. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's yeah. very hard to define, and we were very particular about the information that went in there. So. Yeah, second undertaking would be, I mean, I, I'm sure it'll happen, but the time. <laughs> we got to take a breath. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, need to just enjoy it now. Get to yeah, celebrate. Take a breath, take a breath but not near the uh, aconite. No, <laughs> like, no, 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 take no. a breath away from the aconite. Yeah, the lemon bar, something nice. Yeah, like that would be nice. Yeah. Also, we've got some teaching to do together as yeah. well, which will be the, oh, the next is, part, which is very exciting. Yeah. Oh, what are you doing there? Yeah, what's happening? Yeah. So we hope that, um, you know, in the next, you know, six months and, you know, this whole COVID thing, we're just going to, you know, like balance all of that. But most of it is outdoors. So hopefully, you know, it'll be all right. Um, We're going to do a series of workshops together. So I'll go to Melbourne and we'll do it together. And Miranda will come to Sydney and we'll do that together. And it'll be really hands-on, which is what 
what we love to do. And the workshops will be sort of a mixture of sort of practical growing and, and the sort of magic aspect, right? So wow. we, we've got, you know, we'll, we'll choose some plants and, and also a lot of people are interested in being able to grow um, by the lunar cycle. Mm. And I think um, yeah. there's a like huge interest in lunar things, as you know, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Being able to grow things by the lunar cycle or growing lunar-based plants or um, plants that are, um, they're not a solar plant, they're more a perfume, um, the night, yeah. night perfume night garden. Plant, yeah. So yeah. I've got some, you know, some plants that I've planted in particular places for night, you know, so yeah. that um, when I walk by at night or when I'm it's sitting out there with a, you know, glass of wine or something, they're, they're yeah. all flowering, you know, wow. it's so beautiful. So, you know, and they attract moths and other nighttime pollinators, you know, like since yep. we've been on our land, we now have um, flying foxes, we now have wow. um, frogs, we've got, you know, all sorts of, you know, we've got our bandicoots too, Darren. Um, <laughs> we've got antichinus, we've got like all sorts of, you know, owls at night. It's, yeah. a, it's alive out there at night, yeah, but it yeah. wasn't when we first started. So I know the planting that we've been doing is, is you know, good for everybody. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? When it comes, like, when you, even through the book, you mention that a lot, that it starts to really bring everything back together and it becomes a bit beyond just us and then you can oh, actually it, really connect to animals yeah. to plants to everything yeah. to the really connect to all the different cycles of the of the planet and the seasons yeah. to full ecosystems yeah yeah huge you know once even if it's just a pot that you're regularly yeah. visiting on, yeah. on a on a porch you instantly yeah. become more connected with what's going on and it and it has a ripple effect definitely yeah. And that magical, if you're using it for, say, a magical purpose or medicinal or whatever, it it's sort of as if it's boosted a little bit more. Oh, because, totally. Because yeah. you've grown it yourself. It's got that whole It's your it. relationship, right? Yeah. So you know what this plant will do, right? Yeah. Because you've seen it grow from nothing. Yeah. Right? Which, which is an act of magic. Yeah. Okay? Like this tiny little seed that you might put in the ground, that's Straight an into act. Something. Yes. It's an act of transformation. It's an yeah. act of faith. You know, I'm putting this seed in and one day it's going to be a big plant like that. Yeah. That is... Or one day I'm going to kill it because I overwater it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to love it too much. Not. I'm going to start, with, you know, Miranda and I will start sending you seeds and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that'd be right. Right. I would love it. That'd be yeah. Oh, God. Like, the, the last time? person... The last person to give me a seed. If there's one thing this episode has taught me, it's that I am downgrading myself to like witchling of a witchling status. <laughs> plant knowledge. I'm like, I'm a black thumb. I've killed a cactus. I overlove my plants. I didn't even know that there's a such thing as a night garden. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 Like, the, I don't know if you guys know this. So I, I went a little bit quiet for a while because I'm like, I seriously am out of my depth in this. <laughs> I want to ask an intellectual question, but I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Vicky's like our resident herbologist. Like, keep me getting all excited. I'm like, yes. It's just like doing? question after question after question after question. I will apologize though. I don't know Sorry. if you all noticed, but it was actually technical difficulties on mine. Did you guys yes. notice I disappeared and came I back? I did. I just yeah. kept I just kept going. We kept talking. We I'm, ho we I'm kept hoping, talking. I'm hoping it kept recording because I'm gonna yeah, blame the fact that we're that we're recording this. About. 
on the night of the eclipse and we know yes. that eclipses always yes. cause chaos yes. vicky knows the chaos that i've been dealing with today yes. alone yeah um yes. and also we're about to have mercury <laughs> retrograde starting tomorrow so i think mercury's just getting in there early with me yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is early. this is coming into in this hemisphere for those who are yeah but we're yeah. in the southern hemisphere we're coming into this you know what what i call this like Oh my God, this is the, the excuse the friends with the shitty time for a lot of people between Samhain and the winter solstice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you're not someone who is used to sort of, it's okay to go within, it's okay to look at the shadow, it's okay to quietly yeah. be quiet and pay attention yeah. to what's going on. You know, people people play up, right? Like, and it's a diff- can be a difficult time. So, you know, this yeah. is this is the time where you see people fighting over car spaces, people yelling at retail people, you know, like this is this is it can be yeah. a really tough time for folks, right? So, yeah, you yeah. know, with this eclipse and everything else happening, you know, please just be kind to each <laughs> other. <laughs> That's it. Your hands in the dirt. So yeah. just just don't, go don't buy play a out book. there. That's right. Go buy a good book and sit and read yeah, while it's raining. Quiet. Yeah. You just have to keep rubbing it in. You've all got this amazing book. I'm for the I first know. time I, I have FOMO. I know. <laughs> I have the props today. I love it. <laughs> See, isn't that the perfect time to go put your hands in the dirt, Absolutely. go barefoot on the ground yeah. right now when you need oh, to? Grounding is needed more than ever, especially if this eclipse is what they keep saying it is going to be about. Like, yeah. like the energy behind this particular one, like, I, I, like all these witchlings on TikTok. I'm not coming for any of you, but just when they sit there, <laughs> when they sit there and they say, "Oh, I'm going to do magic on the eclipse," because who cares about all the astrological correspondences and all the historical witch, like you know, doctrine that says not to? I'm going to do it because I know better. Because I'm in modern society, and I'm just like, <laughs> uh-uh. this is the time where all I do on an eclipse like this at this time of the year is I meditate and I go within, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't see what's wrong with seeing it. Like you know me, I. I you know i've got the big science bent right mm. go out and just watch it yeah like, you don't need See the phenomenal the amazing phenomenon. it is i've got yes. a telescope i'm gonna sit there on top of my hill i'm gonna go out there with my husband we're gonna sit there with you know a little picnic and we're gonna watch it right through yeah. the scope like i you know if, if anyone was going to do great big magic tonight you think you know like you're saying darren it'd be all these experience which is yeah most experience which is and i'm not going to speak for people but i'll just speak you know for the people i know yep everyone's just going to connect in with the magic of mm-hmm. what is of what's what happening earth and, yeah. and the moon right like we don't yeah. have to do it you don't have to do the things all the time. No, like you can just stop right. and enjoy nature. Yes. 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 Yeah. But, I, but you have all inspired me now. So when, when I have that conversation with the husband about doing the landscaping, <laughs> yes, I'm going to say to him, well, now that we've spent a year of watching it. Yes. <laughs> Observation. See, you've already Observation. done that. <laughs> now we can make yeah. educated decisions. You're like, you what? I'm like, you need to listen to this episode of the podcast. See, <laughs> this right. is just validated that me doing nothing yeah. was actually doing a lot of things. That's right. <laughs> Seeing what's happening in the soil. Yeah. Um, but I, I might I might have to send you a message before I do do anything, Miranda. If you're if you're up for it, I might say, hey, hey, so what should I do? <laughs> no. Start composting now, Darren. Yeah. You're not already composting. Oh. Start composting now. Okay. So See, look gonna, at his face. He's I'm like, one of those people that's like, 
I don't even know how to compost. Yeah, in the book, the book tells you how to do it. Right? Okay. And that's okay. the beautiful thing is that it is really like that one-stop shop. It's got yeah, everything it in there. We've got composting, what to do if you've got a black thumb. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like I, I feel like I've lost all credibility as a witch Not- in this episode. <laughs> No. I'm all about nature, all about the observing the seasons. <laughs> Fail miserably when it comes. To- <laughs> okay. Look, we can't be good at everything. That's it. Right? Like we just oh, exactly. can't be good at Want to make a bet? I'm cap rising. Wants <laughs> to be good at it. <laughs> no, I was actually going to say, um, Stacey, if you ever like, I'm sure. Uh, actually, I don't even know Miranda. Have you ever been to the Cranbourne Botanical Gardens? No, I'm going to go. This is the second time this week somebody's mentioned that, that garden to me. So that's the one that's right behind my house. So it's yeah. owned by the Royal Botanical Gardens in the city. So they have one in the city and then one out in Cranbourne. Yeah. And I'm in Botanic Ridge. We're called wow. that because we're on the ridge of the Botanical Gardens. Right. So um, if if either, Miranda, if you're ever wanting to go for a trip there, it's beautiful. The Australian garden is like, they literally have made this very manicured section where they've taken yeah. like miniature versions of all the different ecosystems wow. like around Australia. And they've made this beautiful, wow. really gorgeous. Really like cool. if you just, you just yeah. look up Instagram, Cranmer yeah. Botanical Gardens, you'll see. I'm writing all it down. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but then they also have like bush trails and stuff that you can walk on and stuff. Like if ever Miranda, if you ever want to go for a stroll with me yeah. or Stacey, yeah. when you come down and visit, yeah. if you want to have a look, yeah. it's on my back doorstep. We awesome. can come have tea, out the back. <laughs> go for a walk. We can make Vicky jealous. <laughs> I'm like, Bye. you've got a book, but I've got them in my house. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> That's so great. I'm joking. Yeah. No, but Actually, really, really, really selfishly, when I do get Stacy down here, I just lock her away for the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you get to see all the doors. Boom, 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 boom. It's true. It's true. We're very selfish when we get together. We're like, oh, you know. Oh, so- Miranda's, Miranda's garden is stunning, right? Where Miranda yeah. is, and her, her garden is beautiful. And she's got like this wild area down the bottom. And she even gets like visited by real stags. <gasps> like, you know, it's like, oh, it's what? so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, We've yeah. actually got an albino stag. That oh. Yeah. Yeah. oh, my God. Really? Yeah, resident albino stag. Yeah. That's like the Patronus spell in real life. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. But, but I get, she gets to show that off. And when she comes <laughs> here, um, I've got a nesting pair of peregrine falcons. I get excited when one of my neighbors posts in our Facebook group saying, Oh, look, there's an echidna in my front yard. Oh, echidnas <laughs> are beautiful, though. <laughs> yeah, but it's not in my yard, it's in their yard. But <laughs> no, I get excited when a neighbor gets to say it. that. Although, okay. although, we do we do have a gorgeous, gorgeous wetlands in our actual estate. Yeah. Uh, that's that's actually why we picked to live out here because we yeah. wanted to be close to nature, we wanted to be far away from all the hoopla of. Yeah. Like yeah. traffic and all that other crap. Yes, it takes me a long time to get anywhere, but I yeah. don't care because I have the botanical gardens. I've got wetlands. Like yeah. we yeah. literally, when I drive in of a nighttime, Vicky's been on the phone with me yeah. when I'm driving home, and I have to, I have to drive so slowly in my state because we have these little bunnies that hop, and you just see their little oh. white tails like hopping across the road oh. at nighttime. The bunnies come out, so we know oh, to go yeah. slowly of a nighttime so you don't hit the bunnies. Yeah. Um, we also get like 
uh, there are some foxes and stuff like that, but then um, all the wet, wetland birds, yeah. um, they like birds to be out amazing. at nighttime. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Until you live near a wetland, you don't realize that a lot of these birds are actually nocturnal, but I'm totally jealous about your falcon and your stags. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm like, I've got chickens. I love <laughs> chickens. I, I would like chickens. Miranda has incredible chickens and ducks, right? But oh. I, can't, I can't do it because of the peregrines. Oh, yeah. of course. Right? Because they come and they, they, I've got birds of prey everywhere, right? Yeah. And they're not afraid. They're, they're They'll come afraid. on in. Yeah. 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 No, you don't yeah. want that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I now have a list of things that I'm going to now need to work on. Say, Starting yeah. one, composting. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Composting. 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 No. So much time. Yes. Observation two. <laughs> <laughs> This has been one of the most eye-opening episodes ever for me. Oh, <laughs> so, um, thank you. Thank and I've you. been like a kid in a candy store. So. <laughs> yeah, you have. You're like, I want that one and I want that one. You're, you're, you are, not to throw another Harry Potter reference, but I'm going to. You are Ron Weasley sitting in the thing saying, no, no, actually, no, you're Harry Potter saying, we, can we just take the whole cart? Just yeah, the whole, the whole cart of all the chocolates and yeah, stuff. That's, and that's me. You. Like, I want them all. Thank you so much for having us. I like I had such a good time last time. So I, I really appreciate your support and you know having us back. So thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been wonderful. Yeah, thanks so much for having me too. It's been lovely chatting with you guys. I'm so glad. See, we're not that scary. No. <laughs> I wear a lot of black, but that's because I'm from Melbourne. I'm not actually scary. <laughs> he wears a lot of black just because he do. wears a lot of black. I just, yeah, yeah. I just no, do. No, it's, it's been awesome. So you have to keep us posted about any upcoming adventures uh, yeah. or whether yeah, it be. Because I'm all on. And because, yeah, as well, because I know, Miranda, you do a lot of like little things around Melbourne. So I'd love yeah. to plug them for you as well to all my witty yeah. friends. Yeah, for sure. I'll awesome. keep it all on. Awesome. So, plants so, of power. There so the go. best place that they can purchase the book, is there a specific place that you would recommend? Uh, you can you can get it in all bookstores. Um, mm -hmm. Bookstores, you can get it in on Amazon. Um, you can get it on themodernwitch.com. Uh, mm -hmm. What about the nursery? Yeah, so I've currently got stocks at the Forest Edge Permaculture Nursery in Callista. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. So if you live in Melbourne, two birds with one stone, you can go up to the Dandenongs enjoy the scenery because i love it up there whenever you know and, and vicky knows this whenever yeah, I'm i do day i jump in the car and i say i'm going to danny nong so i'm going to be uncontactable and i go up there and i just i love going through Callista. i go through alinda i go through uh where else do i go to uh i have a gone blank alinda i don't know sounds pretty sassafras that's the one <laughs> sassafras yes i'm like i went blank all of a sudden yeah, because yeah. I always go up there and, and I always treat myself to Devonshire tea because they make the oh. best jams up there. Absolutely. Like it poo-poos all over anything you buy at Coles. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to send you jam now as well. <laughs> oh yes! Yes, yes I'm gonna send you some It's gonna jam. be like this little care package. You have to wait till <laughs> I, I do summer jams though. It's like mm -hmm. but they last you. This is the whole thing about preserving, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You do a jam and you you save it for when you really need it, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'll, when I when I do the next lot of jams, I'll send them to you. Then. Oh, amazing! Amazing! <laughs> That's awesome. I love a good jam. Like what some of my friends when they see like if they go to those cute little like because uh, my friends go berry picking every year. So oh, whenever yeah, they go to those berry picking, they always give me like fresh berries. Yeah. Last so much yes. longer than the ones that you buy oh, in the shop. Yeah. So and much. and they all if they see like any like fresh made conserves, they know that I'm a sucker for jams. I literally oh. top shelf of my fridge all jams. Oh, <laughs> 
love it. All right. Well, you're in. Okay. Done. Lovely. So thanks once again for joining us. Oh, and pleasure. Thank, thank you for having me. enjoyed it. And we'll hopefully see you both again soon. Yes. See you, see you soon. soon. Bye, Bye. 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 B